Today we celebrate the solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, who are the two most important apostles uh, in, the, in the Christian religion. And this is a very important feast. In other countries, it's a holy day of obligation. So it's like, uh, you know, something along the lines of uh, the Immaculate Conception or All Souls Day or something like that. So it uh, shows you how important in the church's mind these two individuals are. Well, we have uh, in our readings both the first and the second reading is a kind of an intimation of the fate that the apostles would would meet at the hands of the Romans. Um, and uh, so St. Peter, in our first reading from Acts, he's in Jerusalem, but he's thrown in prison, um, very well could be killed because uh, the brother of John uh, was had just been killed. James had just been killed. So if we recall, the three closest apostles to Christ are Peter, James, and John. James was just killed, so Peter got it in his head, uh, maybe I'm going to be killed too. But the the angel rescues him and he escapes. Now a little bit later, a little bit, uh, just a few verses after this passage we heard about, we didn't we didn't read it, but he he goes to the house where everybody was praying for him, and he knocks on the door and there's this maid who. She's so surprised that he's at the door because she thought, oh, he's in prison, he could be killed. And she, she, she doesn't even open the door. She runs back to everybody and says, oh my gosh, you know, Peter's at the door. And they're like, no, it's gotta be his angel. They're like, I, we don't even know, we don't even believe that he's alive. But then they open the door and he says, okay. Now he takes off at that time. This is in the early forties, maybe 42, 43. And, uh, the book of Acts basically doesn't at that point, doesn't really cover the life and the career of Peter anymore at that point. It's like it's done. And then Paul starts being focused on. So the book of Acts focuses on Peter, first half, Paul, the second half. Um, and uh, Peter just kind of like disappears off the face of the earth. But uh, some, some you know, traditional, more conservative historians would say that's, when, that's precisely when he went to Rome. Okay, uh, in the early 40s is precisely when Peter actually went to Rome and started building the church there. And so by the time the 40s are done for and the 50s come along, St. Paul writes his letter to the Romans, and it's the, first, it's the only letter of his where he really, he, you can see that there's someone else, you know, is the founding apostle of this church. Paul does not put himself as the authority over the Roman Christians, and it's the first epistle in the New Testament, it's probably one of the most important ones. It's the most theologically dense epistle, is Romans. You know, when I was a kid, the book of Revelation has always seemed kind of mysterious to me. But then as I get older and I started to become educated and studied, I always say, I always like to say, the, the book of Revelation is a piece of cake compared to Romans in terms of understanding it. It's, Romans is a very dense, you know, complicated, uh, theological writing. And it's very easy to misinterpret. Um, and uh, so there, there's Peter and Paul. Paul's respecting Peter's foundation in Rome. Um, there's a passage in Galatians that I find very interesting. Peter, I'm sorry, St. Paul in Galatians is talking about how, and this ties into our gospel today, he says, when God was pleased to reveal his son, in me, I did not consult with flesh or blood. 
but I went to Arabia and I stayed there for three years and then I came back and I began my public preaching. Now, those, that, that line right there, if you listen closely, echoes what we hear in our gospel. God, I'm sorry, Jesus says to St. Peter, you, uh, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And so what, what Paul implicitly is doing in Galatians is he's setting himself at the same level as St. Peter. Okay. And, uh, so as it would be Peter and Paul, they're, they're equals. Now, there, uh, Paul goes on in Galatians and he, he recounts actually a dispute that he had with St. Peter. Okay. It's a very interesting and important part of the New Testament. There's almost kind of like a, a little bit of a, um, a falling out between Peter and Paul. And, uh, from very early times, there were movements and groups of people outside of the purview of the, of the Catholic Church who wanted to pit Peter and Paul against each other. And so they would say, you know, Peter stands for kind of like a Jewish-style Christianity. Paul stands for a kind of freewheeling, charismatic form of Christianity. Okay? So right from the very early times, 2nd century, 3rd century... Uh, and then during the Protestant uh, movement in the early 16th century, same thing happens. Okay, and uh, people almost want to say, you know, Peter represents Catholicism and Paul is the freewheeling charismatic, and he represents Protestantism. Okay, so that's that that was very early on. Okay, 19th century, a guy by the name of Bauer, very influential German historian slash scholar. Uh, posited just that, that Peter and Paul were at odds with each other, that they didn't get along, and that they basically established two different forms of Christianity. Paul being very kind of charismatic and uh, inspirational, and Peter being, uh, you know, kind of authority-oriented, structure-oriented, institutional-oriented, okay? And uh, that kind of myth of the division between Peter and Paul persists to this day. Okay, it really does. And it, it's misled um, hundreds of thousands, if not more, Christians down kind of like to think false thoughts about Christianity. The reality of it, though, is that there is no division between Peter and Paul. And that's why the church celebrates them together on this one day. They weren't both martyred on the same day, so why are we celebrating them on the, on the same day? That's a really important point. There's a very ancient icon of Peter and Paul greeting each other with a holy kiss. You know, St. Paul says at the end of his letters all the time, greet one another with a holy kiss. Okay, And uh, you see that in this icon, Peter and Paul embracing each other and they're kissing each other. Okay? Now we don't, that seems weird to us. We're like, you know, kind of, we're very English, English style society in America, but in other countries, you know, the men kiss each other for, as a greeting. It's not a big deal. So, and they did in the ancient world as well. So Peter and Paul are, are embracing and kissing each other on the cheek. And uh, it's taken from a tradition that they were parting ways at the Appian Way. The Appian Way was in between Rome and then where St. Paul would go to be martyred. Okay, both of them were martyred in about 65, 66, 67, right around that time. And the tradition has it that they both knew they were going to be martyred, 
and they knew this was the last time they were going to see each other, and they greet each other, and then they go their separate ways to martyrdom. It's a very beautiful summation of Catholic thought on Peter and Paul, because here they are, they, they're laying down their lives for the flock, okay, and they are in perfect harmony with each other, and they greet each other as they go off to, to lay down their lives um, for for those for whom Christ died and and, and uh, whom Christ loves. The lesson for us, I think, my brothers and sisters, is that it's true in a certain sense. Peter, you know, he in his iconography, he's got the keys. Peter always has the keys. It's a symbol of institutional hierarchical authority. Paul always has the sword. The sword is a symbol of the word of God. So Paul is this kind of prophetic guy, okay, who's not... Uh, whose emphasis is more preaching as opposed to the sacraments and the hierarchical structure, priestly structure of the church. Okay, But they're in harmony with each other. They're always in harmony with each other. So the uh, institutional element of the church, it needs the kind of inspirational element of the church. Okay, Otherwise it's going to turn into kind of a dead, dry, tyrannical religion. But the inspirational element of the church needs the hierarchical element of the church. Otherwise, we're all going to go boom, and we're going to fly our separate ways, and we're going to be fighting each other, and we're going to be not unified. Okay, there'll be no unity in the church. So people who, I mean, how much conflict do we have in the church and even though we do have a hierarchical structure, how much conflict is there, right? Even at the parish, the lowest parish level, there's there's conflict and fighting and so forth. Can you imagine if God's Holy Spirit did not work through that very strong authoritarian, you know, authoritative hierarchical structure? If there wasn't the Pope and there weren't the bishops and the priests and and all of that kind of organization, can you imagine that? We want to exist. We want to be unified for ten years. We'd all scatter. Everybody would just go home and say, Give, I'm giving up. <laughs> okay? So what we see here is this really at the, at the base of both the Peter gift of the church and the Paul gift of the church is unity and love. And that's absolutely essential. We, without those two things, we're all going to be hating each other and uh, we will not be the witness that God has called us to be. All right, I don't want to pick on Protestants, but there's thousands of different Protestant groups. It's not a sign of unity. It's just it's a sign of division. It's actually a scandal. It it hinders people from believing in Jesus Christ. Now, the behavior of Catholics also hinders people from believing in Jesus Christ. But our our unity does not. Our unity is a sign that's not due to us. It's a gift given to us by God. And we really need to be appreciative of that um, and understand that behind it lies peace and charity so that the world can be saved and can see clearly the body of Christ uh, here with us to, uh, today and, and until the end of the ages.